We're here with John Quinn, who is the CTO for HL7 and also a managing director for Accenture. Welcome, John. Thank you, Tina. <laughs> uh, let's talk about a little bit about the challenges and the problems that digital technology can solve within healthcare. Okay. Um, well, the big push in many countries, um, m- maybe most recently in the United States, but certainly many before that in Europe, has been to um, how do we um, get um, electronic records, patient electronic records on a computer, uh, how do we make that happen with no, no negative impacts to the patient or the physician, let's, in the case of a physician? And then how can we communicate those, that, those records when the patient shows up for care, like at an emergency department somewhere? Mm-hmm. And uh, can you talk a little bit about how widely uh, is health IT adopted today? Well, health IT has been being adopted for mm-hmm. probably at least 50 years. Mm-hmm. The first research on, on using clinical information um, in a computer system goes back to the 1960s. Mm-hmm. Um, the problem, or probably better stated, the problem really is um, is the, how well adopted or how mm-hmm. completely adopted and is it suitable for the, the needs of having a mobile, mobile rec, uh, record that, that can follow you around. Mm-hmm. Um, that those the the, uh, the the problems and the details, to sp- mm-hmm. so to speak, mm-hmm. uh, we can we can we can talk about this at a high level, and and we can say we've been working on it for years, but mm-hmm. then we can also turn around and say, but we've probably got as long distance to go yet, mm-hmm. and I'm not even sure of it. If that's just that's if there is an end to it, mm-hmm. what are some of the trends that you're seeing in the sector, and where is health IT heading to? Well, so the, the trends clearly are. As I said, effectively having the record on the computers, mm-hmm. a computer system, not on a paper chart, mm-hmm. uh, and ideally not to have it transposed from the, a paper chart, but rather have it entered directly, mm-hmm. uh, whether it be by the physician or a nurse in the room or a technician of some a trained technician. Um, that's relatively straightforward. It's important to understand to th- remember two things. One, almost. In this type of an environment where you're using a computer system, what you're really doing is automating a process mm-hmm. that already exists and has existed for quite some time, which is the rapport between the physician and the patient in, in an examination room would be a, a good one. He mm-hmm. or she asks questions, the patient responds, and, and some of it gets uh, gets recorded uh, and, and is meaningful, and some of it doesn't really have a place in the record. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's that's problem so that's that's one issue is automation of process. Having said that, it's probably safe to point out that there is no one process mm-hmm. in healthcare, even mm-hmm. for a given specialty. Mm-hmm. There's no one process, and the process changes depends depending upon what's going on with the patient. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so that that's 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 one big problem. The mm-hmm. second big problem is what we we refer to as semantic interoperability, mm-hmm. and that is is the semantics. Mm-hmm. that's being recorded. What's being recorded, can that be semantically interpreted to be precisely what the physician was thinking when he or she recorded it? Mm-hmm. And ideally it is, and then it's very reasonable to believe that computer software can then make decisions. Like when should they alert the physician that the drug he or she just prescribed could have a bad side effect based on other medications that the patient is already taking, mm-hmm. 
all of which may not have been prescribed by that by that physician. Mm -hmm. So that that's the element of decision support, but more importantly, the alerts associated with decision support to at least have the physician recognize, uh, I understand that this is a possibility, but I'm re prescribing it anyway, mm -hmm. and you might even jot down a note why. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I suspect accuracy of uh, such technology is very, very critical here because you're dealing with patients' lives. Um, accuracy of what you not what you, what you record but also mm -hmm. your actions that you take of course i mean it really is no different than it is in the paperless world mm -hmm. in that regard mm -hmm. but but you are right that that um the downside here is 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 fairly drastic in in many cases mm -hmm. where you yes you could have a patient lose their life because of a, a, a mistake being made of course that happens today with mm -hmm. paper charts too mm -hmm. So it's a, it's a different industry in that, in that regard, say, compared to manufacturing. Mm -hmm. Is technology replacing doctors? Mm, I haven't seen that happen yet. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I suppose one can certainly have a, go see a science fiction mm -hmm. you know, TV show or movie that, in fact, implies that's what happens. Mm -hmm. Uh, and maybe that'll happen, but probably not in my lifetime. Mm -hmm. So it's more of a, it's, it's a complementary role possibly that's assisting medical personnel in diagnosing uh, right so you have you have two elements of it one mm -hmm. is getting the information into the computer correctly and to what 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 value does the com computer provide to the physician and the patient in that setting as opposed to some point in the future the problem one of the problems is if you just look at enhancing that setting and you say well gee it turns out it's a very small percentage of the time well you know those are this is the easy part the hard part is when you know, the patient gets picked up off the asphalt on the highway and gets dr driven to an emergency room, and the only thing they have is his or her driver's license to mm -hmm. identify them. Mm -hmm. And they've never seen him mm -hmm. or her before, and they don't know what pills they took this morning, for mm -hmm. instance. Mm -hmm. is, um, is the healthcare industry ready to capture the potential of the big data? Okay, so big data, I, I've done some work in this area, mm -hmm. and, 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 and first of all, it's probably important to understand part of the motivation. Mm -hmm. Now, I mean, obviously there's motivation for wanting to use big data by a lot of it, a lot of the industry, the IT industry that supports healthcare would like to see wide adoption of, of big data. But the big question is why? What's the outcome? If I look to the United States, I'm pretty familiar with um, a number of questions that the Congress has been asking uh, leaders of the industry. Uh, what value are we getting for the millions of dollars we're spending in uh, partial reimbursement to physicians for acquiring interoperable electronic health record systems? And clearly one that a lot of the parts of our government and, in, and the industry both are pointing to is, well, with all this patient information on a computer, ideally even if it's totally anonymized, would aid in, in clinical research, would aid in public health findings uh, and measurements. Mm -hmm. um, so not just general quality and, and outcomes, but um, can, can we do some research with this data that would say that this drug has a high possibility, that we're, that we're investigating right now, has a high possibility of really doing something dramatically good, or is in fact, this data telling us that in, that this is a dead end and, and, and the FDA shouldn't, uh, mm -hmm. shouldn't be pursuing it. Mm 
mm -hmm. instance, in the United States Federal Food and Drug Administration. Mm -hmm. Can you talk about the um, uh, interoperability from an international aspect? Um, I know if, uh, the healthcare environment is pretty fragmented, but when you cross the borders as well, what's, uh, what's taking place there? Okay, so at this conference, mm -hmm. there's a couple of workshops talking about at least two projects. So let's first look back a little bit, just a tiny bit back in the past. A number of European countries have been moving ahead of the United States. Uh, in 2008, uh, the new president at that time, Barack Obama, uh, has on his agenda things he wants done. And he, you know, looking back on it, it seems like probably a miracle now, actually got Congress to agree to it, and that is to to take a lot of federal tax money and and put it into, invest it into um, creating incentives for physicians and provide organizations of all sizes, wire, electronic health record systems, and make sure that they're interoperable and defining what that means, what, the, what, was, what, what interoperability means in very precise terms. We're at least halfway down that path at this point. In, in the United States, and I know certainly in Great Britain as well, most of the systems of, of, of supporting uh, terminologies, mm -hmm. bindings that, that, that give us some hope of, of semantic interoperability. Um, Congress is asking now, and I know a few years ago, Parliament was asking uh, in, uh, in London, um, how are we going to get a return on the, how, are we going to get a return on investment? If so, how much is it going to be? Uh, and what value will it have outside of just money in terms of better health care, long, longer long, longevity of average lifespan, and a number of other measurements that you can take? Um, those are prudent things to ask. I mean, in many ways they're saying, if you're going to ask me for more money to continue this program, which I'm sure sooner or later will happen, um, why should we do that? Is there, is there any indication that what we've spent over the last uh, six years uh, in fact, warrants us spending more money. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm sure there's a, at some point they want to take a checkpoint. They've had they've had hearings, but they've been a little bit more directed at this point. I mean, nobody's nobody's been asking for uh, a um, refund. You know, fund, more funds being put into the program at this point. But that time will come. I'm sure. Mm -hmm. How do you feel like um, um, gatherings such as what's happening here at uh, the eHealth Forum are helping? Um, to drive forward some of the initiatives and the collaboration and the issues that you are confronting as in, when it comes to interoperability? Well, for one thing, there's a lot going on, and, mm -hmm. and, and I think, at the very least, the industry needs to understand what's, what's been achieved and what remains to be achieved, mm -hmm. what decisions have been made, uh, in, in other words, findings that have said we're going to do interoperability this way versus that way. Mm -hmm. um, and something to give folks a, 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 a benchmark that says we should be looking at, um, um, you know, continuing this, we shouldn't be continuing it, or when we do get this working, this is what you can expect. Mm -hmm. Okay, I think we're out of time. Um, John, thank you very much for your time. That was uh, John Quinn, Chief Technology Officer for HL7 and a Managing Director at Accenture. And back to you, Nick.